0: This is your TLC Thoughts and Reactions. I am the one and only Phoenix, Shino Phoenix, here. And I want to thank you guys for tuning in to my official review of WWE TLC 2020. Now, I want to make this announcement, and I'm going to be really clear with you guys. If you did not see the Facebook post, there will not be an episode of No One's Ready for Wrestling. I, I mean, it's on Christmas. I record usually on a Friday. But I want to take some time off. I want to just, like, chill for the holidays. Be with my family, you know? And I think you guys can understand that. But to make up for that, not only am I doing this review for TLC, but I feel like I want to do something special. Like a year in mailbag where you could ask me anything about either 2020, life in general, what my goal is. Like... I feel like doing that, because um, instead of doing an episode, I think it would really help. Because we all know there's not a major story that's happening on the holidays right now. But, um, I mean, I do want to talk about Raw, but I, I don't feel like it because the show was boring. But I want to do something special for next week. If so... I think a year in mailbag will work since we're about to come to an end of this dreadful year. So if you have any questions, email me the one and only phoenix nineteen ninety three at gmail.com. Please include your name and where you're from. That way I can shout you out on this podcast as we close out 2020. Or if there are people who are on Twitter that don't want to prefer emails, you could DM me if you want to. So it's ShinoDPhoenix. D Phoenix. That's my Twitter handle. And speaking of which, let's talk about where you can find me. You can find me on Twitter, as always, ShinoDPhoenix. D Phoenix. I do live tweet for uh from Raw, SmackDown, NXT, AEW, or uh, any other wrestling promotion. And I also talk about what I might do on Twitch on on my Twitter handle as well. So and I also live tweet for NWA, so You guys know the drill with that. Follow me on Twitter, Shino D. Phoenix. It's right in front of your face. Well, not really, if you type in Shino D. Phoenix. Well, you'll see a pinned tweet of my conversation with Oscar. That's the first thing you'll see if you are on Twitter. So I just want to give you guys the heads up on that. If you're an Instagram user, make sure you follow me on Instagram at CoolManSip. That's C-Y-P, by the way. And I do post on occasions... For, uh, Instagram. And I also post the episodes on here as well. So, make sure you follow me on Instagram, CoolmanSip, that's where I'm at. Facebook users, make sure you like the Facebook page. No one's ready for wrestling, it's simple. I, if I have an announcement, I'm gonna post it on there. And, um, tell you what might happen in the future. So, wanna give you guys the heads up for that. And for those of you who are, who have a Twitch... And I do game. I do like to play video games on Twitch. I got back into it about like. A month ago. I think it's a month ago or two months ago. No 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 it was a month ago. So. Make sure you follow me on Twitch. Shino Phoenix. I do. uh, Fall Guys mostly. I live stream on that. Um, There's other games I want to do. As well. So if you want to see what I'm all about. Make sure you follow me on Twitch, because I'm on the road to being an affiliate, because we're getting close, we're getting close, and um, hopefully, I think it might happen by the beginning of 2021, and that would be a first goal of mine completed, so, without further ado, let's talk about TLC, I thought overall, I went into this pay-per-view with zero expectations, with only one match that I was excited for, and it fucking delivered, But all in all, I thought the the show was actually very good. Surprisingly, I thought this was a really good pay-per-view. Now, and I know this is the mindset. WWE always builds up these shows and gives you zero intrigue or hype. And all of a sudden, they managed to deliver a somewhat decent or a surprisingly good pay-per-view, which was TLC. So I thought this was good. And we had a kickoff match. Big E, Daniel Bryan, Chad Gable, and Otis versus the Intercontinental Champion, Sami Zayn. Boring Corbin, Cesaro, and Shinsuke Nakamura. This was a fine match, but, I mean, I didn't really care about it that much. Big E pinned Sami Zayn with the big ending. And they announced on the main card that um, on SmackDown, on Christmas Day, Big E will get an opportunity to challenge... um, Sami Zayn for the Intercontinental Championship. So the baby faces won, no surprise there. Now we get to the main show. We start off with the first of the TLC matches. We had AJ Styles versus Drew McIntyre. This was really good, man. This was really good. And the ending was kind of just. Yeah, I kind of lost it in the ending. I'll explain why later. So let's just talk about what happened. We started with Styles hitting a sliding drop kick on the knee of McIntyre, trying to weakening the uh, the knee of McIntyre. We had Styles cornering McIntyre with multiple strikes. McIntyre he changed the momentum by body slamming Styles, and he tosses him around like a rag doll. Styles he tried to get advantage with the throat chop, only for McIntyre to do an overhead suplex. We had McIntyre chopping Styles out of the ring, which I thought was pretty cool. Styles sold the living shit out of that. On the outside, McIntyre was looking to suplex uh, Styles on the table, but AJ's knees. He knees McIntyre in the face. Um, Drew slams Styles on the barricade. He sets up a ladder in the ring and starts climbing to retrieve the title, but uh, Styles hits McIntyre in the leg with a chair. He... Wails in on the chair shots in the back, sets it in the corner, and tries to slam him face first. But Drew stops him and tries to fling him to the ladder, but Styles jumps to the ladder to climb. Now McIntyre, he's like, no, 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 I ain't doing that again. So he slingshotted Styles in the corner right where the chair was that AJ Styles set it up, and AJ crashed head on in that chair. That looked brutal. Styles, he tossed a, a chair on the back on the back of a climbing McIntyre and he proceeds to work on the leg. He slams the ladder on uh, Drew and he was looking for the Styles clash but McIntyre escapes, hits the future shock DDT and both men are down. Styles then continues to damage the, uh, the knee and with a chop block, and continues to do damage by applying. And I thought this was really clever. He applied the calf crusher with uh on the with uh McIntyre's leg on the ladder, which I thought was pretty cool. He hit multiple chair shots on McIntyre, set a ladder on the damaged leg, and applied the calf crusher again. And McIntyre escapes by slamming the him on the ladder, like he just slams his. The back of his head on uh, the ladder. Um, Styles, his Drew with a ladder on the outside. AJ was about to do a dive, which he got him in. he set him up with a table spot. Like, it was going to be possibly a springboard 450, uh, like, to the table, which I thought would be really cool. But McIntyre stops him by throwing a chair directly at his face. AJ hits a um, drop toe hold on McIntyre on the ladder... McIntyre hits an overhead belly-to-belly suplex on the ladder, which Styles landed on. Uh, McIntyre can no Styles connects a phenomenal forearm. Both men are down, and you see almost handing Styles a ladder, in which AJ sets up. Now this was I, I thought it was a really cool spot. McIntyre he stops Styles from climbing. He gorilla presses him, just walks up, tosses him out of the ring onto a Onto a table, which Styles went through. Now McIntyre, he was climbing to retrieve the title. When all of a sudden the Miz came in, Chomp blocks the damaged leg and power bombs him through a table. Now Morrison tells the ref that Miz is cashing in, even though Morrison pretty much technically cashed in. Which I think on Raw, which they're trying to say that Miz did not cash in by himself, but Morrison did for him. And I'm like, dude, he already cashed in. He already cashed in. So, this was now a triple threat match. Now, Miz had the match won, okay? He's climbing slowly. What I would have done, I would have just climbed fast and fast and retrieved the title. And I would have walked out. But, he... I mean, I understand it's dramatic. He wanted to make it feel dramatic. He was climbing the ladder slowly. And almost came in. Carried him like a little baby. And he just... Dumps him through the table. Now, Morrison tried to get involved. He hit almost in the back with a chair, but the chair literally exploded and almost no-sold it. He stalked Morrison, and we never saw those two again. Styles and McIntyre, they were brawling on the ladder, and I was sitting, like, in that couch, in the front. And I literally said, Miz, all you have to do is toss, like, tilt the ladder, and both of them will go... Like both of them would be taken out of the equation and you could climb the ladder and retrieve the WWE title. But does he do that? Of course not. Of course not. He doesn't do that. He instead sets up another ladder to try and grab the title while Styles and McIntyre were brawling. Now McIntyre is the smart one. AJ Styles and Miz were brawling when McIntyre tilted the ladder and knocking off both Styles and Miz. He hits a Claymore kick on Miz... And climbs the ladder to retrieve his title and retain. So, this was a good match. Really good opening match. But, um... Miz looked like a simpleton. And, again, the money in the, the men's Money in the Bank briefcase is just devalued even more. And that's the thing I don't like. So, I mean, you could have had it with AJ Styles as Mr. Money in the Bank. But they gave it to Otis because... Vince was high on him. They didn't have no plans for him to cash in. And he dropped it to The Miz, which literally I, I don't care about Miz or Morrison. Like, it's it's a shame. You know, they bought in John Morrison. And I was thinking to myself, okay, I think he was going to be on NXT. And I think that would have been the best place for him. But instead, they had him pair up with The Miz. Yes, they were a tag team champion. I mean, it really wasn't memorable to me. But, you look at that Money in the Bank briefcase. It just doesn't feel important. And, that's a problem that I have. And, hopefully next year. And, I swear. Don't put it on somebody that's a joke. Put it on somebody that's actually serious. Like, come on. Come on. You gotta do better than that, WWE. But, look. McIntyre retained. That was the right outcome. There was no reason for McIntyre to lose the title this time around. So... I don't know. We're just going to have to wait and see. Then we got the SmackDown Women's Championship match. We had Carmella versus Sasha Banks. These women over-delivered. And I got to say this. Carmella, I thought this was her best performance in her entire WWE career. In her entire WWE run. This was one of her best matches. And it's against Sasha Banks. Who is one of the best workers, in my honest opinion, along with Asuka and Bailey? So, and we could go on and on about who's the best worker in WWE. But this was a really great women's match. They over delivered. Sasha, she tries to charge at Carmella, but she rolls out of the ring, fixing her attire, just adjusting it. Sasha lays multiple attacks on the back, only for Carmella to hit her in the lower back, where she, uh, If you remember, she kept hitting her with the wine bottle. So, on the outside, Sasha hit a nice arm drag. Carmella, she slapped Sasha in the face, and that upset Sasha. And she sent Carmella to the outside, but, like, if Reginald, which is her assistant now, if her assistant wasn't there, it would have been a terrible fucking botch. But thankfully, Reginald came and catched her, and he deserves a raise for saving this woman's life. Now, Sasha tried to go for the Meteora, but they avoid it, and Carmella hits an assisted Rana and slams Sasha on the steel steps. She sends Sasha back to the ring, covers for only a two count. Carmella sends Sasha to the corner, stomps her, and hits the Bronco Buster for a two count. We have Sasha hitting the Meteora, which I think, I love the Meteora. I love Sasha's Meteoras. It's just so fucking great. So fucking great and fluid in motion. Um, <clears throat> she goes she hits that for a two count and on the apron and she was looking for a bank statement Sasha Banks was but Carmella slams her like on the back first on the apron Sasha hits fast forwarding Sasha hits the double knees in the corner hits three amigos in homage of Eddie Guerrero and follows it up with a frog splash for a near fall now I thought this was a nice spot right here Carmella, she countered a t- tilted world backbreakers like she countered it into an X Factor, which Sasha sold very well for a near fall. Carmella used her legs to uh, apply a hold on Sasha's neck and like right by the rings on the like she was on the outside doing it, like she was doing like a handstand while her knee, her legs are applying the hold of Sasha's neck, like something like Suzuki would do. But it was, it was if it was a triangle choke, then it would make sense. Um, Carmella hit a superkick for a near fall as Sasha put her hands on the bottom rope. Sasha counters the top rope running into a roll-up for a two-count. Both of them traded roll-ups until Carmella applied the code of silence. Sasha escaped the code of silence to try and lock in the bank statement, but Carmella applies the ring of Saturn and Sasha rolls her up for a near fall. Carmella misses the Bronco Buster and rolls her up into a bank statement until Reginald drags Carmella on the outside to break the hold. Frustrated, Sasha hits a meteor on Reginald, turns around and eats two super kicks by Carmella. She sends her to the back of the ring and covers for a near fall. So Carmella was going was frustrated screaming and just hitting Sasha So, like, in the back, like, out of frustration. She was looking for an X-Factor, but Sasha counters it into her bank statement, and Carmella taps out. Sasha Banks is still the SmackDown Women's Champion. And when I was watching this, I know, I said, Sasha has to win. There's no reason for Carmella to win. Some people were saying, but, you know, WWE, they might take the title off of her because her cousin is going to be appearing on Dynamite which, he wasn't even, he wasn't even a con, he wasn't, uh, he didn't have a contract with the WWE, he made appearances, but he didn't have a contract, so, they should not be butthurt about that, and correct me if I'm wrong, doesn't he have a show, isn't he a judge on a show called The Big Show, like Go Big or something like that on TNT, with Cody, don't you think they want to hype that up, like to give that some exposure, I'm just saying. Like, I'm not the only one that's making sense. But, Sasha retains, okay? This was a great match. And I just just think with matches like this, it just brings more value to the SmackDown women's title. I wish they could do the same for the Raw women's title. And it's it's just seen as a side uh, title, you know? Like, but, and don't worry, I'm going to talk about Asuka in a bit. Cause we'll get to that in a second. I just wish they would put more emphasis on the raw women's title instead instead. Like, I want Oscar to have matches with uh You know what fuck it. We'll just talk about it right now. I like I want Oscar to have matches like with some like some of the women that have not been utilizing their full potential. Like we've been saying Peyton Royce should get a push. She vented her frustration about how she's being booked. Like, if, if it was Peyton Royce versus Oscar, if Peyton Royce can... Because I go back in NXT, when Oscar was the NXT Women's Champion. She had a pretty good match with Peyton Royce. Don't you think that she was supposed to get a push, and now they just forgot about her? Like, I, I wish they could put more emphasis on that, you know? That's the thing that I wish they would do for the Raw Women's Division, but it's so damn thin right now is so damn thin that's the only way I could say it so Sasha retains the hurt business versus the new day for the raw tag team champions this was pretty good pretty good match for what it was um and I like Cedric man I think he is fantastic at what he does like Cedric is just on his a game right now and I think we might have a new storyline which I will explain in the end. So Kofi and Cedric they started things off. Kingston, he hit a super kick and immediately goes for the cover only for a one count. Kofi then hit a Russian leg sweep, tags Woods for a diving leg drop for a two count. We had a, a tag was made by the new day and Kofi hit a springboard drop kick for a two count. New Day, they were double teaming Cedric and Woods followed it up with a reverse brain buster for a near fall which was broken up by Shelton Benjamin. Shelton gets tagged in, he runs wild on Woods, hits a suplex for a two count. Um, he also hit a spine buster for a near fall. We had a rolling elbow by Woods and Kofi blind tags as Xavier drop kicks uh, Cedric and Woods hits a, not Woods, Kofi hits a stomp for a near fall. Woods is tagged in and hits a slingshot DDT while Kofi hits a plancha on Cedric for like and Woods covers for a near fall. Sheldon Benjamin hits a knee strike. Cedric gets tagged in and they and they do more damage to Woods. He Sheldon tags in works on the arm the damaged arm of Woods. Woods countered a handspring into into with a drop kick or a single leg drop kick. And he tags in Kofi, who runs wild on the Hurt Business. Now, I thought this was cool. Shelton catches Kofi's boom drop. Kofi escapes the Doomsday's device and hits Cedric with an SOS for a close near fall. Cedric avoids the trouble in paradise, hits a knee strike into a beautiful... Like, let me say this about the Brain Buster. Cedric has a pretty fucking Brain Buster. It is so great. He hits a brain buster for a near fall when Woods broke it up. Now, this is what caught my attention. Shelton hit an avalanche superplex on Kofi. And he's about to hit pay dirt when Cedric tagged himself in. And you can see Shelton's face. He looks so confused. So, Cedric tags in, hits the lumbar check. One, two, three. The Hurt Business are your new Raw Tag Team Champions. This was a fine match. This was a fine match for what it was, and um, like I think it's plants a seed on either Shelton leaving the herb business or a possible feud between. Cause like I paid attention to Shelton's face. I'm like, so you're just gonna steal my thunder? Is that how it's gonna be, huh? You wanna play that? Like I can see dissension in the future with the herb business. And Cedric is getting all the spotlight, but Shelton is not. So, I I could see that direction playing unfold. So, her Business, they're your new tag team champions on Raw. And I think the next thing they're going to do is feud with the Hardy Bros. Which is Matt Riddle and Jeff Hardy. I don't know, man. We're just going to have to wait and see. Asuka and a mystery partner versus Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler for the women's tag team champion. Did you guys know that Asuka is currently the Raw Women's Champion? It seems the people in creative forgot. And I just wish she could defend her. Like, when was the last time Asuka defended her title? Was it against Lana? Was it against Lana, if I'm correct? And her pap- her last title defense at a pay-per-view was against Zelina Vega, if I'm correct. So, something needs to change, bruh. But anyway, enough of me venting about... How the Raw Women's title has to be defended. Who is going to be Oscar's partner? Now, Lana was written off, and she won't be back till, till like the beginning of this year. Not not this year, until 2021. Because Nia and Shayna wrote her off. Now, later during the show, it, it was right after the match between Sasha and Carmella. Oscar was warming up, and Billy Kay wanted to team with Oscar, so she gives her. Her resume... And... Saying that she speaks fluent Japanese... She has her own mask... And... We all knew Oscar denied her... Asuka said, no, no, no... You're just not ready for Asuka... So... Who is the mystery partner? To the surprise of no one... The mystery partner for Asuka was revealed to be a returning... Charlotte Flair... And I said in my predictions... That if Oscar's partner is not Charlotte Flair, but anyone else, Shayna and Naya will retain. But if it was Charlotte Flair, then they will win the titles. So here's how things worked. Oscar and Shayna started things off. Both women started off with some catch wrestling. And if this match, if Oscar versus Shayna Baszler is not a match for the Raw Women's Championship at the Royal Rumble, then this company is doing something wrong. Shayna Baszler should have been built up as a top heel. But instead, I, I, I don't want to go about this. So, Charlotte tags in, hits a forearm on Baszler, and attacks Nia Jax, the woman who wrote her off of television back in June. And, like, I gotta say this about Charlotte. Like, if you paid attention to her new gear, like, I, I say this with a keen eye. It seems like, like, remember when the report says she had to go and... Fix her ruptured breasts. It looked like it shrunk a little bit. Okay? So, I'm glad she took care of that. So, because... I mean, I wouldn't go for elective. Just saying. And I know that's rude of me to say. And I'm sorry for all the women who heard that. But, um... Look, Charlotte looks different now. But I'm glad she got her stuff taken care of. So... She hits a forearm on Baszler, attacks Naya Jax. She was looking for the figure for it, but Shayna stops her by attacking the knees. Naya tags ha- in and she wants Charlotte Flair. Charlotte hits a shoulder tackle, which, which had no effect on Naya. Kicks her in the gut, and Oscar tags in, laying on multiple strikes on Naya. Oscar hits a beautiful codebreaker. breaker, and I think she does it better than Chris Jericho. And that's not me being biased. It just looks so good in motion. <laughs> so. She hits a cold breaker, stunning Nia, connects the hip attack. Nia was looking for a Samoan drop, but Asuka tries to go for a sunset roll-up. Nia grabs her, headbutts Asuka, and sends her shoulder first on the turnbuckle, and Shayna tags in. She steps on the shoulder of Asuka and does it again multiple times and proceeds to do joint manipulations on the um, damaged arm. Oscar rolls up Shayna for a two count, and Baszler clotheslines Oscar. Nia tags in, rams Oscar's damaged arm to the turnbuckle, and on the outside tosses her to the barricade. Baszler is tagged in again and works on the shoulder again, and as Oscar fights out of it, Oscar sends Naya on the turnbuckle and uh, hits a back fist to the, and she gets back to the ring and tries to tag in Charlotte. Oscar hits a high kick on Naya. Shayna prevents uh, Oscar from tagging Charlotte, which Charlotte attacks Shayna, gets the tag, and runs wild on Nia by raining down chops. Flair hits an exploder suplex on Shayna. Charlotte does um, damage to the knee and, of Naya and hits a big boot for a two count. Oscar hit a shining wizard on the outside on Shayna, and Charlotte hit a moonsault on both Shayna and Nia, which it's all knees. Like, it's still all knees. Like, I'm not a fan of Charlotte's moonsault. I'm sorry. That's just me. Um, Charlotte looks for the figure four, but Nia sends her face first to the turnbuckle. Asuka tags in after Nia hit a Samoan drop on Charlotte. And Oscar hit a top rope drop kick. And that rolls, um... That rolls uh, Naya to the, uh, to her partner, Shayna, which she tags in. Both women were looking for their finisher, the Kirafuta clutch versus the Oscar lock. Charlotte tags in, hits a big boot on Naya. Shayna covers Charlotte for a near fall. Charlotte applies the figure eight and Naya breaks it up. Oscar hits a hip attack, taking Naya out of the equation. Shayna applies the Kirafuda clutch in which Oscar cover not Oscar. Charlotte covers for a near fall. She hits a natural selection on Basler, Pins Baszler and Charlotte and Asuka are your new women's tag team champion. Now, I want to mention this. Asuka has made history yet again. Yet again, Asuka has made history. Um, according to WWE stats and info, in this current version of the women's tag team titles... Asuka is the first woman to hold those titles with two different partners. The first with Kairi Sane and now with Charlotte Flair. And if we go back to 1984, WWF had the women's tag titles at the time. And another woman who has held those titles with with two different partners was a woman named Velvet McIntyre. Her first partner was Princess Victoria and her second one was Desire Peterson. So, Oscar in this current stage has now, um, has now make history yet again in this current stage in WWE. And Charlotte Flair is now a Grand Slam champion. She now joins the ranks of Bayley, Asuka, and Sasha Banks as the four women to be a Grand Slam champion. So, the only thing Charlotte has to do now is win money in the bank. The only the only one on that list was Bailey and Oscar. They were the only two. And I like Oscar and Charlotte are the only people in that list to win the Royal Rumble. You got um Now I don't know where I know this is gonna possibly lead up to Charlotte challenging Oscar, but and I said in my and I'm gonna say this if there was one person who Charlotte was gonna team up with to win those tag titles For the first time in her career. Was Asuka. And it made sense. Asuka is now Asuka 2 Belts. And I guarantee. Like I said. I guarantee they're going to make that into a shirt. Asuka 2 Belts. Or Empress 2 Belts. Is what I would call it. But whatever. I'm I'm not the one making names up. But we got new women's tag team champions. Who's going to be the one to take the titles from them. If it was up to me. I would have someone from NXT do it. And it will give, give them the honor as well. So, you know what? That would not bother me if that's the case. Maybe they might drop it to the Riot Squad. I don't know. But I think a team from NXT would benefit more from that. If they could have it defended on all three brands. <clears throat> instead of just Raw. I feel like that's where they're going to go with. I'm, I'm, that's how I see it. What I thought was the best match. On this entire card was Roman Reigns versus Kevin Owens. This was brutality at its finest. This was a this was a fight and the storytelling was on point. I say this every time about Roman Reigns. He is literally the mu- he is literally must see in WWE right now with this new heel persona. Roman Reigns is absolutely killing it. As the Universal Champion. Roman Reigns. In my honest opinion. Is literally the best thing. On the main roster right now. Literally. Every storyline he's in. In this new role. It is so perfect. It is gold. And, and it's, it's must see. Kevin Owens. He killed it. He fucking killed it. On that uh, In that TLC match. And you gotta respect KO even more. After that performance. Like, if if you're new to him. But I've been respecting KO ever since he came to uh NXT. But he he did great, man. So here's what happened, and this was a long one. I wrote a lot of shit down while I was taking notes on this match. KO, he attacked Reigns as the universal champion was uh as the title was gonna be uh going up at that time. KO, he hit a cannonball in the corner. He sends Reigns to the barricade on the outside and hit another cannonball. He sends Reigns through the steel steps, goes up on the apron, hits a frog splash on the outside, and like right on the outside, connecting to Roman Reigns. KO, he grabs the ladder. Jay comes in only to eat a super kick by Kevin Owens. KO counters the super kick by hitting Jay with uh, a chair and does damage. To the ankle of Jay. Like. That's the best way to counter a super kick. And that took Jay out of the equation. For now. So while the medical staff were attending to Jay. Roman Reigns out of nowhere. While Owens was on the uh, apron. He hit a drive-by. Out of nowhere. He hit KO with the steel steps. And back in the ring. Reigns hit KO with a small ladder. Reigns attacked KO with chair shots... And, no... Yeah... KO was looking for a powerbomb... On the two chairs... But Reigns hits a back... He back body drops KO... Right through those chairs... Which looked fucking brutal... Reigns climbed the ladder... <clears throat> but Owens hit him in the back... He hit... Uh, him in the back... Uh, with a chair... KO hit a brutal suplex... A brutal fucking suplex through a chair. He climbs the ladder, almost retrieving the universal title until Jay Uso came back to interfere. Reigns, he hit a Superman punch on KO. Jay grabs two tables and he sends two sends it to the ring. One was set to the corner. One was set on the uh by the uh, ropes, like right by the ropes. Um, KO. He super kicks Jay. Hits a stunner on Roman. On the outside. And this was awesome. He hit a pop-up powerbomb. KO does on Jay. Right through the commentary table. And he proceeds to bury Jay. With the broken remains. Of the uh, commentary table. And those rolling chairs. And pretty much getting revenge. On what they did to him on the go-home show. For TLC. So Reigns. He catches KO super kick. No. No, no, no. I fast forward a little bit. Let's rewind. KO, he came close, grabbing the title... Until Reigns came in and stopped it. Reigns catches KO's superkick and powerbombs him through a ladder. Reigns hits a back suplex on KO again, doing more punishing to the back. Right on the ladder. On the outside... uh, Reigns chokeslam Kevin Owens on a table. Like, right through a table... With two chairs stacked. And he hit a Samoan drop on KO through the table on the outside. He climbs up to get the title, but KO grabs Roman by the leg. And you can just see Roman just frustrated. Just telling him, just stay down. Just stay down. Don't do this. Think of your family, bro. Think of your family. Reigns talks shit to KO. Owens slaps him in the face, and Reigns, he just speared him through the table that was set in the corner. And you can see Reigns just clutching, like, I think it was the right side of his neck. And you have KO rolling out of the ring, and he's just stumbling, just saying, screaming at Reigns, you have to kill me. And he avoids the spear, like, on the outside, and he obliterated the barricade. KO climbed the ladder. And he's about to retrieve the title, but Roman comes in, slams him to the ladder. KO hits two super kicks and is looking for a pop up powerbomb, but Reigns countered it with a Superman punch. Reigns was looking for a spear, but KO countered with a pop up powerbomb through a table. This, that was fucking awesome. Jay comes in and stops KO from getting the title, and KO hits a stunner on Jay. Reigns, he comes in like. He comes in, you know that golden golden glove he has, he punches below the belt, applies the guillotine choke, and that was enough to put away KO, as Roman grabs the title and keeps his throne as head of the table. Holy shit, this was fucking awesome. This was one of the best matches on that show, and I would recommend watching this. Literally, this was brutality, this was excellent, had great storytelling. That's what I love in a pro wrestling match. Great storytelling and excellent chemistry. KO and Roman have great chemistry. Now the question is, who's next? Who is next for uh, Roman Reigns? And I have said, I think it's going to be Daniel Bryan. Daniel Bryan and Roman Reigns have history together, so I think it makes sense. Why not? Why not? At the Royal Rumble, I think it will work. And that would be the most must-see thing on SmackDown. I'm telling you right now. Then we got the Firefly Inferno match which was the main event. I was actually confused as to why this was main eventing, but now I know why. Because Russell vote said that this was uh pre-taped uh this was like uh pre-taped to be exact. Now, Orton versus The Fiend. This was interesting to say the least. And I mean, it's not bad. It's just what's next. And I feel like the feud is not going to be over, after what happened at the end. So Orton he punches the Fiend and he just laughs at it. Orton looked for an RKO, but the Fiend stops him. No, he stops him and he chops him. The Fiend hits a shoulder tackle on Orton and stalks his prey, looking for his sister Abigail. But Orton escapes and hits a drop kick. Fiend then throw chops Orton hit, and hits a running shoulder tackle like a diving shoulder tackle on uh. Orton, Orton counted Sister Abigail with a backbreaker, but the fiend just gets up and counters the RKO into a snap, Sister Abigail, and the flames started to rise. And there was this nice shot with whoever did that camera work when the as soon as the flames rose and you had Orton being like like spooked out and the fiend just standing in the ring being menaced being a menace. This was fucking great. That was a great fucking shot. So, The Fiend hits a lariat on Orton, and he grabs a strap. This was all on the outside. And his Orton with it. So, The Fiend, he grabs another one. And this time, he sets it on fire. And he's about to hit... He's about to swing, but Orton avoids it and misses as the flames continue to go up a little bit. Now, um... Orton, he fights back, but The Fiend sends him to the turnbuckle... And this is where we get fucking crazy, people. The Fiend... Grabs a pickaxe. And he literally tried to murder Orton with a fucking pickaxe. But Orton moved out of the way and the pickaxe got stuck. Fiend sent Orton through the turnbuckle yet again. Grabs the rocking chair. Pours gasoline on the rocking chair. And pours it like right on the floor to make like a... Like a reaction to it. And he sits Orton... On the rocking chair, grabs the lighter, and just sets it, gets it ready, throws the lighter, sets it on fire, but Orton manages to get out of the way, and the rocking chair goes ablaze. Um, Orton attacks the fiend with an axe handle and a steel steps. Orton grabs a chain, hits him in the face with it, and wraps it around his face, and almost tries to set his face on fire, but to no avail. Back in the ring, Fiend hits a Urinagi and snaps Orton's neck, and like he doesn't legit snap his neck, he just is one of the moves where he does the neck crank and it just and just pretend that it snapped. And he sends him back to the outside. Now the Fiend he sets the axe handle on fire, but Orton stops him and hits a hanging DDT. Vintage Orton on the outside and is looking for the RKO, but the Fiend applies the mandible claw and. He sends Orton so close to the fire, but Fiend, but Orton fights out of it. He tries to push back, and the Fiend's jacket was on fire. And this was an awesome spot. He he was on fire. He just he stumbles a bit, but he runs to the ring on fire, and Randy hits an RKO. Like technically, Randy Orton won, and the bell didn't even ring yet. So, and I knew this was a dummy spot right here. So, he pours the gasoline on The Fiend, and I'm doing this in air quote, The Fiend, and takes a match, lights it up, and sets The Fiend on fire. So, that's, that, was, that was it. Interesting, yes, and I think The Fiend is coming back with a new look. I think that's what's going to happen, but overall, I thought this was a very good pay-per-view. Let me see what you guys think. What did you think about this pay-per-view? And some of you said it was a very great uh, pay-per-view. 90% of you said it was a thumbs-up show. 10% said it was a thumbs-down show. So, overall, a very positive uh, response. And I, in that camp as well, I thought this was very good. I thought this was really good. So, and this was their way to close out their final pay-per-view of 2020. So, that's it for this... This uh, review, I wanted to give my thoughts on that. Overall, like I said, it was very good. Want to thank y'all so much for uh, tuning in. If tuning into this podcast, uh, make sure you guys follow me on Twitter at Chino Phoenix, Shino D Phoenix. I'm using my Twitch name. <laughs> follow me on Twitch at Chino Phoenix. Um, like the Facebook page. No one's ready for wrestling. And um, follow me on Instagram at sip if you have any questions like for the mailbag, the year-end mailbag, make sure you send it to me, the one and only phoenix nineteen ninety-three at gmail.com. Please include your name and where you're from. That way I can shout you out on this show. Because as the year draws to a close, we could you could send me anything. It doesn't have to be wrestling related. And I'm looking forward to your questions, guys. So until then, take care. Be safe. You guys have a safe Christmas. And I wish you all a Merry Christmas. And hope you guys got what you want on that holiday. So, t- till then, take care, be safe, and I'll see you guys next time. There will not be an episode of episode 97, a new episode uh, this week. It's the holidays, I want to take some time off. And I want to recharge my batteries. So, And I hope you guys understand. So, goodbye guys. Stay safe. Love you guys.